Hour number two. Away we go. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Hope you're all having a nice Tuesday morning right here. Uh, appreciate you hanging out with us on the home of Sooner fans. Download our app. You can li- listen to us for free worldwide. Just search KREF. And uh, it's easy. Free. Take us with us uh, wherever you go. KREF. The, the app is awesome. Crystal clear. It's the best way to take in all of our Home of Sooner Fans content. Hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. That's allisoninsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. Again, Allison Insurance online, allisoninsurance.com. Number to call, 405-745-2968. So the the ref army continues to impress with the uh, the king of queens love on the text line. True, I'm sorry, man. You're, you're taking uh, you're taking some collateral damage here. Uh, Mark and Blanchard, king of queens is awesome. Friends is awesome. Seinfeld is the best of them all. Let's see, Chucktown sooner block that dude permanently after the king of queens slander. They're not taking it. Uh, sooner I don't, I don't blame him, man. It's it's up there for one of the best for me. Well, you know, really he should have just come in and said, hey, I like Everybody Loves Raymond, too. It, it was the, the slandering of uh, King of Queens that got him in trouble. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. True triggered me a little bit when he said Kevin James is okay. <laughs> he yeah, is, how dare you? He is an elite comedian. Two and a half men and King of Queens are the best. Everybody Loves Raymond and... Seinfeld, horrible shows. Okay, Sooner Todd, I got to disagree with you on the Seinfeld side there, and uh, every everybody loves Raymond. I like it too. King of Queens is great. True Sooner is an old five eight zero Nate. Two words: Arthur Spooner. That that's really that's really what it boils down to, right? Yeah. Rest in peace, Jerry Stiller. Legend. Uh, yes. Absolute legend. So we've been uh, rolling along. It is hour number two, and. Opened up with some of the big breaking news this morning. The the ACC, I guess, is in exploratory talks with uh, Cal, with Stanford, or at least discussing the possibility of expanding from 14 to 16 and bringing in a Cal or a Stanford. So we're monitoring all of that. That's kind of kind of crazy, right? The the coast to coast conference from. Uh, the, the ACC perhaps bringing in Cal and Stanford. So started there, but of course our main focus is what's going on with Oklahoma football camp. And it is presented all of our coverage of OU camp by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Real Juice, Neutral Vodka Seltzer there, and a, an official sponsor of Oklahoma Athletics. And again, it's made with only vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. We love refreshing, right? Especially this time of year where it's a bazillion degrees outside. Gluten-free with 100 calories and zero added sugar. It's the, it might be the, the first, and it will be the last hard seltzer you'll ever need to try again. That's neutral uh, vodka seltzer at any of your local liquor stores or ask for it by name at your favorite bar or restaurant so uh we we got to hear from a bunch of different folks yesterday at uh oklahoma's post-practice availability and we've been sharing the 
Thoughts from one Jeff Levy, Oklahoma offensive coordinator. Haven't really gotten into any of what he's said about the running backs or tight ends, of course, was, uh, again, a topic of conversation. So what about just that? What uh, What's going on with the, the running backs? Well, Jeff Levy said, we're trying to build that stable baby of running backs. We've, we've got to continue to create depth in that room. We've got guys that, again, are, are really capable. We've got three guys in there that have some game day experience. Um, but, again, we, we want to see those guys continue to work and, and end up going into week one with five or six guys so that, you know, you got an entire stable. And, again, the reason we can get that done is because we've got guys that are capable. they just got to continue to get better every day. Just got to continue to get better every single day. And, you know, one of the – one of the things that came up yesterday was the initial freakout that Gavin Sawchuk wasn't at practice. Well, turns out everything's cool. Sounds like he was just getting treatment. And uh, so if you missed that, here to update you that, yes, Gavin Sawchuk is, in fact, he's healthy. Uh, knock on wood that that continues for Oklahoma, that you get good news there. So one of the key cogs, everything's good. Gavin Sawchuk's still around. And uh, when you think about just the running backs as a whole, well, you'll hear Jeff Lebby say that, Sachuk, like everybody else, is impressing for Oklahoma. Yeah, again, the steady guys being Gavin, been Javante, uh, with, without a doubt, Marcus has had a great start to camp. So need to, to, to continue that trend. Obviously, we all know what he can do for us when he's on the field and when he's healthy. and um, He's got to stay that way, and, and he's had a good start as well. So you can tell right there that everything's cool with, uh, with Gavin Sachuk. In fact, he's been uh, – Listening to the offensive coordinator, he's been he's been pretty impressive. And then, let's see here. Uh, Jeff Lebby was asked the, can a Caleb Hicks, can a Smothers, youngsters, are, are they going to factor into this thing? Because, of course, you've got what, what I keep saying, Connor, a couple here that are on that same timeline in Javante Barnes, in Gavin Sachuk, and then you've got the you know a couple of guys, Tawi Walker, and Marcus Major, they've been around for a minute, especially Marcus Major. So you've got two youngsters that we feel really good about in Barnes and Sawchuk that are on that same timeline. Okay, is this a split rep situation with the two guys that, for me, I think that's your, your probably number one and number two when this thing is all said and done. Barnes, Sawchuk, whichever way it shakes out. But what about the freshmen? You've got Smothers. You've got Hicks. How are they factoring in? And, well, anyways, Jeff Levy answered like this. Yeah, we're, we're trying to create depth, and we're trying to find out who are guys that can be counted on. Tawee's another guy that's had a good start to camp. So uh, with those guys and then adding Caleb in and Hollywood and, and a couple others, you know, we, we, we've got a chance to have a really deep room, and that's what we need. So uh, very quickly, not just about Hicks or Smothers, Connor. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see if those younger guys can get some time early on in the season. I just think these guys that you have coming back, we talk about all the time, but two guys that rush for 100 yards in a bowl game, uh, we hear the name keep popping up, Marcus Major. When he's on the field, man, he's he's really solid, and he can do a lot of things for you. Talby Walker, a bigger running back, a guy you like in a short-yarded situations, what, 225, 230, he's – Big and low to the ground, and when we hear players talk about Tallwee Walker, he's the hardest guy to bring down out of all of them. Oklahoma does uh, feel like they've got a pretty good situation at running back. I would, from a storyline perspective, love to see it for Marcus Major, for him to go out and just have uh, 
big final breakout season, earn himself some cash, but I'll believe it when I see it at this point. And just because of the way sort of his career at Oklahoma has played out, I'm leaning that it'll be Javante Barnes, and in part last season, right, for Javante, but uh, I'm leaning that it's going to be Javante Barnes and Gavin Sachuk. But, I, I, you know, look, I'd be happy if it's Marcus Major. Again, I'm just sort of of the mindset that probably it's going to be those other two. But if you tell me that Marcus Major is your number three, oh, by the way, followed by Tawi Walker and Hicks and Smothers, then, yeah, I think OU's in a pretty good spot in the backfield. Yeah, if I had to put a list together for who's going to get the most carries, just one through four, I'd probably go Barnes, Sawchuck. I'd probably go Marcus Major than Talby Walker. I just think a lot of these guys are going to share some reps, especially in these uh, first few games of the season. So, actually, one of the best responses we got yesterday from Jeff Levy was when he was asked about competitive depth, which uh, that, that was kind of, I mean, sort of interesting. The, that the big saying. Buzzword. Day. Hey, buzzword got a buzz response, baby. And, uh, anyways, here was Jeff Levy talking about Competitive depth, what does it mean for Oklahoma? Yeah, I think it's just guys understanding what the expectation is. We've got a lot more guys in the room and on the practice field today uh, than we did a year ago today that understand what the strain needs to look like. And we've got good bodies in the room, uh, in the receiver room, again, in the running back room, in the tight end room. we got guys that maybe aren't the first ones that are stepping out there, but they can play at a really high level, and that's the expectation. You know, regardless of who's in the game, being able to play at a high level. And our guys have taken that and, and uh, run with it. And he said, believe it or not, we we really do genuinely – it's not just buzzwords, competitive depth. We really do look deeper because Tram pressed Levy a little bit on this in the sense that he he said, well, you know, you probably wouldn't have told us that you didn't have enough depth a year ago. So with that in mind, basically, do you have enough depth? And what's different about why you have more hashtag competitive depth this year as compared to last we really do. I think walking out here on the grass, you can just see the, the bodies in another year with Schmitty and recruiting and uh, being here too. I, I think you can tell that uh, we, we look just walking on the field better than we did a year ago today, which is helpful. There you go. They uh, they just look like they're they're stacked up a little bit better. Yeah, well, and the competitive depth for me is the running back room and – the offensive line, those are two positions for me. Still optimistic about the wide receivers, uh, what they look like. But, yeah, Jeff Levy's saying he's got some big bodies, got some big uh, athletic guys. They can go make the play. Competitive depth, we keep talking about it. I don't think this will necessarily shock anyone, Connor, but uh, listening to Walter Rouse yesterday, offensive tackle, you might know him as the individual that uh, Walter Rouse built like a house has uh, arrived in Norman via Stanford. And basically he said yesterday that Savion Bird is working with the Wands. So what was that the missing piece? Because I remember Jeff Lebby, he literally put out his offensive line on media day. Rouse. The only thing that was missing was, what, left guard? Rouse, big question mark. (laughs) Center, Rame, right guard, McCain, Mataller, right tackle, Guyton. So uh, according to what I heard from Rouse, Yesterday in interviews, sounds like, at least for now, early on in this thing, and, you know, still shells, they're about to really put the pads on and start hitting one another. 
I don't think it's shocking to hear that uh, Bird might have an early leg up. He looks so – and watching the, the tape that's coming out of him, he looks physically – I don't remember how I felt a year ago seeing bits and pieces of uh, the practice tape rolling out, but Savion Bird looks like a college guard right now. He looks ready to roll. And that's a guy I mean, we're still we're still waiting on. He's got a chance to do that this season. But six five, he's probably up to three hundred pounds now. But very physical, uh, punishing to the ground, and he'll finish through the whistle for sure. And uh, my man was getting after it in the bowl game too. So looked good. He looked really good. So I, kind of probably what we suspected feels like the way that uh, early it is it is going for Oklahoma. How about a little bit more on the wide receivers? Eddie asked this question, which was, for Oklahoma where it's at right now, Connor, and this is a little bit of a little bit of my thoughts and then the, the actual question that he asked, Oklahoma's in this spot where Marvin Mims moves on, right? Yep. So what does that mean for OU? Someone's got, someone's got to step up. Somebody's got to be the number one especially guy. The, yeah, especially the deep ball. Somebody's got to yeah, deep ball all of it, right? Somebody's got to go be the number one target, and we think that guy probably is Jaleel Farouk, but somebody needs to step up and be that dude. So as you navigate this fall camp, here's the question. As you navigate this fall camp, do, do you want one guy really going out or a couple of guys really going out and – making the bulk of the plays, or do you just want a, a ton of wide receivers going going out and making plays? And Jeff Levy says... No, you're, you're wanting different guys to have great days, and you're wanting the whole group to have great days every day. I mean, that's the reality of it. Again, you know, we talked about this a couple of days ago, but we want to play with seven guys at the receiver position where you can go rotate, and, man, guys are fresh and fast and healthy, and that's what we got to create. We're four days in. It's been a good start, but that room's got to continue to come on just like everybody else. There you go. They they want to roll seven deep. Well, that's the right answer to have different guys, not just one guy that you can really count on, one guy that took a huge step from a year ago. And Jalil Farouk, I think most people have him as wide receiver one. We'll wait and see, but I think you're, you're going to have some different options right behind him. Drake Stoops, we know Drake Stoops can do security blanket, a guy that you can count on. Get a third down catch and move the chains. What about Jay Gibb, huh? Jay Gibb uh, in the the Nick Anderson portfolio of, hey, arrived as blue chip freshman, and uh, for one reason or another, it didn't totally click. How is Jaden Gibson progressing? Jaden's done good. You know, again, he had a good spring. He's continued to mature. He's a smart young man that knows what to do. He's got to do it all the time. Uh, and, again, that's that's like everybody, but he's, he's had a good start. And that's obviously that's obviously good to hear. You know, one of those two. If you can get either Jaden Gibson or Nick Anderson, how about both? Or but both, if, yeah. <laughs> if you can get one of the two to really elevate, along with Jaleel Farouk breaking out, and then uh, you get one of the transfers, Thompson, Andrell Anthony, or uh, I don't know, what do you say, one of the transfers from last year in Hester and LV Bunkley Shelton. If you can get one of those guys uh, right there, Oklahoma will be in a good spot, either Anderson or Gibson. Yeah, we'll take both, but, I mean, that's what you need, a two big bodies that can cause uh, so many mismatches on the outside, go up and uh, get the football. You just got to catch the ball. I mean, that's what Jaden Gibson had problems with last year. We saw a little bit in the spring game, but 
still like him. I still feel like he's got a lot of room uh, to grow. He's still got a few more years with him at Oklahoma. Nick Anderson's a guy that played a little bit last year toward the end of the season, and people are high on him as well. I like uh, what Jeff Levy said again about just the, the, the type of wide receivers that they're trying to go get. I know we played this just a moment ago, but in case you missed it, he was, he was asked, hey, you know, you got big wide receivers, you got speedy wide receivers, what, what, what are you looking for? Yeah, we're looking for tall, fast guys. <laughs> I mean, tall, fast guys. That's, that's you, it, have, right? you have tall guys, got to be able to catch the football. The tall, fast guys. That's a good recruiting approach. Coach, what do you need? Well, we need guys that are uh, big and fast. KJ on the Knippmeyer Chevrolet text line says, have you have been watching 2018 season highlights? Need a CD and a Hollywood on Team 129. Which, again, CD, a bigger wide receiver, explosive, uh, physical. Hollywood? Hollywood on the outside, a, a speed burner on the outside. Big guy, fast guy. How about uh, Good combination. big guy, fast guy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Nice combination to have. Uh, from the 918. None of that crap is good to hear. It's all coach talk. He said the exact same thing about everybody. <laughs> hey, that's, what, that's what we hear in practice. So every, Everybody looks good, Josh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is, right? Until we see guys go out and, and make plays, sure, everything to some degree, whether it's the coaches or the players, they're tasked with answering questions to the media and – they answered questions to the media. But, yeah, all of it is uh, a little bit of lip service until, until we go see guys make plays, right? Until we see coaches coach and, and players make plays. But uh, I'd rather him say that he's feeling good about things than everything. I don't want to hear awful. any bad things. Sky's yeah. falling down. Oh, he looks horrible. I don't want to hear that. We're due a break. What about uh, the, the tight end group? How is that shaping up for Oklahoma? Uh, Austin Stogner, of course, is a big storyline there. And in the, the realm of, hey, what's keeping Toby Rowland up at night in terms of his concerns for this Oklahoma football team, like T-Row, like you, probably tight end beyond Austin Stogner is one of those. And is Stogner going to return to Austin Stogner? Well, what does uh, Jeff Levy, what are his impressions? What does he have to say about Stogner so far? We'll share it with you next. Plus, uh, we get to hear from Jaron Kanick, who is, you tell me, defensive young guys. That would be right toward the the front of the bus, right? Uh, First guy off the bus in terms of who fans are most excited about going forward defensively for Oklahoma, just pure raw potential. What did uh, Jaron Kanick have to say about how things are progressing for him and this linebacker group and this defense? We'll share it with you next. It's the Plank Show, hour number two, presented by Allison Insurance, allisoninsurance.com, number to call. 405-745-2968. He is Connor Pasby, people. I'm Josh Helmer. It's the Plank Show. Home of Sooner fans taking a T.O. Back after this. Back with you. It is the Plank Show. Hope you're having a good Tuesday, everybody. Glad you've chosen to hang out with us. I'm Josh Helmer alongside Connor Pasby. Connor, as is a time-honored tradition for you and I, I like to wait until the very middle of the show to ask you how yesterday went so how was your night last night it was good I mean it was good uh laid back I uh, got to catch some krsports.tv last night more I and, likewise did a little yeah, more war more in Westmore we'll get got that. interesting late it did yeah six three uh more win we'll get some more action uh tonight Deer Creek at Norman North volleyball uh you got UConn at Westmore and then Bigsby at Ebbin Memorial 
So that's our list for tonight. Each of those, by the way, 6 o'clock, KRefSports.tv. And uh, might I say, Norman High softball show will be uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings right here in Norman off of Highway 9. Come on out and see us if uh, if you're a part of the Norman High softball program and you haven't heard about this. Well, hopefully you have. But uh, come on out and see us. 7 o'clock, the uh, softball show on Wednesday night. And then we got a full slate on Thursday as well. Uh, softball, Southmore at UConn. Volleyball, uh, three. Piedmont at Moore. Edmond Santa Fe at UConn. Edmond North at Southmore. So, yeah, there's uh, – you know, this is this is going to be the standard every week. KRefSports.tv is going to be stacked with uh, broadcast after broadcast after broadcast. Do we have the count of how many events we're doing this year? I know Perry shared it the other day. Perry, if you're listening, just like text me the number that we did last we year. Need the exact number. It's it's o- it's over a thousand. We got over a thousand events. <laughs> I don't even need an exact number. You can <laughs> ballparking the number is fine too, but. Uh, what are we looking at in terms of the amount of events that we're broadcasting this year? That is quite a, a bit. Because if you are new, we've added three teams, uh, UConn, Piedmont, and uh, Bigsby for uh, this season. So we're, 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 we're really excited about that. Tight ends. Austin Stogner, very exciting story. And the, the text line indicative of that, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405 Six five one thirty four thirty nine, where you can chime in with us uh, today and every day. I feel people forget about Stogner, who should get a lot more catches at the tight end position. That is uh, from Brazilian Sooner. He will. He will do a lot more than what happened with him at uh, Texas A and M. He's gonna he's gonna be relied on quite a bit offensively. Having to get closer into the red zone, man, he could be he could be a mismatch. Well. What about Oklahoma's tight ends? How's the how's the group? What uh, has Jeff Lebby seen from Oklahoma's tight ends after a couple of practices so far? Sounded like this. Stog's done well. He's got to continue to work himself in a great shape so he can go uh, last 80 snaps, 85 snaps, and maybe not having to play all those. But Blake Smith is a guy, again, that's – He's done a really nice job. He's a smart guy that we can put a lot on that tries to be physical, chooses to be physical, and can do some things. And then with some of the young guys, they're, they're coming on. I think outside of those two, the next four guys, we got we got to have a great day every day, just like everybody again. But those guys got to continue. How important is Austin Stogner? Really important. I pa- Did I say Texas A&M? I wasn't even thinking. I, said, I think I said Austin Stogner with Texas A&M last year. Maybe I didn't. South Carolina, Blake Smith is the Texas A&M guy that uh, Jeff Levy mentioned. It's okay. You're, you're mixing things up. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a good sign that you've been doing uh, radio for an extended period of time now. If Sometimes start, I don't even think when I'm talking. Once you start, There getting, we go. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, Pardon me. Sometimes I just start saying things. Congratulations. You've officially lit up the text line by your mistake. That's another thing you'll learn is uh, errors are more popular than correct information <laughs> on the text line. That's how you know you've uh, you've been doing this a while. You're, you're a chiseled vet when you start making <laughs> mistakes on the air. Um, how important is Austin Stogner for this thing for Oklahoma? I, pecking order of importance for OU offensively. Obviously, Gabriel Wright, number one quarterback. Yeah. Uh, probably not Jackson Arnold <laughs> yet, right? Uh, probably Gabriel one. Offensive line, I mean, you could just – collectively put them one if you had to pick one player off the offensive line who's most important 
Let's start with center with Rame. He's I mean, got that's, that's what gets it going on the offensive. He's got to take a jump, right? Yeah, and maybe in a leadership role as well. Jaleel Farouk, pretty important. Yeah. To be determined, just, very important. Yeah, just just for Oklahoma, I mean, you never have concerns with a wide receiver. But I know it's an important position, though. But, yeah, Jaleel Farouk, see what he, if he can improve on from what he did last year. I thought he had a really good season, but can he take that another step and be that wide receiver one? To that point, Stodner obviously would be toward the top of this board, right? If if you're – I don't even know if we're drafting, but if we're sharing who needs to have great seasons for Oklahoma offensively, I mean, obviously Stodner's going to be on that list, right? feels like security blanket. We've seen it before for Austin Stodner. For whatever reason, it didn't, you know, didn't totally click at – South Carolina so but he's back and you know what the track record at Oklahoma pretty good dating back to 2020 where it looked like I mean looked like Stock was going to be the next NFL tight end for OU after he went and grabbed 26 receptions had 422 yards and three touchdowns and then you know obviously not quite what we were expecting since with the the 14 receptions the year after and the production dropped to 166 yards and then just 20 catches for 210 last year uh, in the relocation to South Carolina. I'm expecting more of 2020 and then some, right? I'm expecting similar numbers to what we saw from one Braden Willis last season. And if the answer to that is yes, well, then, then great. If the answer to that is no, then yeah, that's, you know, Based on the fact that we keep hearing that Jason Llewellyn and Caden Helms have been dinged up, Blake Smith to me is, uh, until proven otherwise, I don't think this is somebody that's going to come into Oklahoma and catch 30 passes or 20 passes or whatever and go for 250, 300 receiving yards and a couple of touchdowns. That, that would be problematic. So Stogner needs to be back to 2020 and then some for Oklahoma. Well, and tight end's always an important position in the offense for OU. Well, we go back to Mark Andrews, Calcaterra, uh, Stogner, Willis, back to Stogner now uh, for Oklahoma. But, yeah, it's just you don't know who's behind Stogner. That's why it's really important for him to have a really good season and, most importantly, to stay healthy, to put those numbers up. Eric in the OC from the 714. It's got to be Dylan Gabriel. As good as he played at times, he must get more accurate. Way too many overthrows on open receivers. And uh, I would add to that, Eric in the OC, appreciate you, at critical moments. Yeah, critical moments. And Dylan Gabriel is the number one for me. Most important, for sure, on that offense. We did see a lot of overthrows with Dylan Gabriel. We always talk about third downs. Third and short, too, man. He had third and four. Uh, maybe an open receiver or a drop, perhaps. But you got to be able to move the chains. And Dylan Gabriel, he has to be more accurate for this offense. The Just the Stogner storyline in general is kind of crazy. And Jeff Levy admitted, yes, this is, in terms of his career, hey, guy was here, plays well at Oklahoma, goes somewhere else. And, you know, not that it was just totally terrible at South Carolina, but probably not quite up to uh, the expectation for Stogner comes back. It's just a unique situation where somebody started here, left, comes back. Typically when guys transfer, they don't wind 
back up at the school. And yet, here you go. Stogner's back, and Jeff Levy spoke to, well, the uniqueness of it all. Yeah, no, this, this is a... Uh... This is a first for sure. I think that's part of kind of what's going on with football right now. Like we had talked about the other day, but Stog is uh, he's a guy that loves Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, I know he's dang happy to be back. He's excited about the year he's going to have. Dang happy to be back, which uh, everybody, right, should be happy to be here at Oklahoma. Yeah, and he just, I mean, he just didn't really fit offensively what they were doing at South Carolina. We know Jeff Levy likes to use the tight end. Saw what Braden Willis uh, did a lot of uh, last season. So I think Stogner will be just fine for this offense. And they're going to use Austin Stogner in uh, a lot of ways. Yeah, I think you got to do some things a little differently, but you can absolutely use him in, in a, a big-time way uh, in the throw game, in the run game, being able to create a lot of different pictures because he so, is so intelligent. And, and he's a mis- mismatch for guys, you know, so he's a, he's a guy that will use uh, a bunch of different ways. So there you go. He say use him in the run game. Yeah, he he wants you know all of his guys. If it's Stogner, Smith, uh, either you know if if Llewellyn or Helms can ever get legitimately healthy and, and factor into this thing, wants all those guys to be good run blockers. I don't think he's saying, hey, we're going to run an end around with Austin. Well, Stogner. I was, yeah, I was just saying that because we did see some run game with Willis, but he's I mean. Yeah, we no. Well, well we saw, saw too much run game with Willis. Are you kidding me? We saw. What, I, I I'm having nightmares over <laughs> tight ends involved in the run game where uh, they're the wildcat quarterback. No thanks. I never again. But uh, we know Stogner is a big part in the passing game. But I think people uh, sleep on what he does as a run blocking tight end, opening up opening up holes for running backs. Couple of folks, by the way, quickly to uh, jump into the defense of one Dylan Gabriel. Uh, just think about DG's stats if drops weren't a thing. That's from Slim Brady. Yeah, and there were some, were some. Then Sean, right above him, says Mims dropped as many as were overthrown. Which, by the way, Sean, do you have access to the text line? Because that was so well timed. It was almost like you were responding to Slim Brady's text. <laughs> exactly. Mims, uh, yeah, Mims dropped as many as were overthrown. So, yeah, I drops mean, it, were a problem, too. Yeah, it, it's it's just both. I mean, Dylan Gabriel did have some missed throws, and there were some drops. Some drops on some pretty critical uh, possessions. Well, and somebody that perhaps we're counting on in Gibson, he, he's got to get the drop-itis out the system. That's That's well, been a problem. You, if you want to see time on the field – you you just you just can't have those drops. Yeah, two things, right? Go get the football, no drops, and uh, oh by the way, hang on to the football. Bring it in, hey, secure bring, the catch. Bring it in, come on, and hang on to that rock, baby. Secure the football. All right, we're due a break. Jaron Canick, uh, we heard from rising linebacker for the Sooners yesterday as well. Plus, uh, anything y'all want to get into as well on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. The uh, the full I guess NFL top one hundred is that the players list that that we were sharing out there on social media for with, the NFL. Yeah, with Jalen. Yeah, well, I saw the I saw they well I saw they kept track of talking about the colleges like who has the most players on the top one hundred. Yeah, it, what, how is that list put together? Is it media? Is it players voting? Because I'm looking at get up as we speak right now the re air. And they're talking about the top 10 quarterbacks in the – top 10 quarterbacks, yeah, and the NFL's top 100 was voted on by the players. So Mahomes uh, number one overall, and guess what? Jalen Hurts third overall as voted 
by the players. So, you know, if anything caught your attention there, from the NFL's top 100, it's littered with plenty of Oklahoma Sooners. And uh, there was some interesting stuff coming out from Tampa Bay Buccaneers camp that maybe this thing isn't a done deal for Baker Mayfield as the starter. At least I saw Jenna Lane's report trying to uh, throw a cool drink of water on Baker Mayfield as the definite starter for Tampa Bay or how camp's going so far. So uh, interesting there. Maybe we can share that with you this morning uh, before we get out of here as well. But we're halfway home. Hour number two, hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. That's allisoninsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. What number do I call? Well, that number is 405-745-2968, allisoninsurance.com. A T.O., Jaron Kanick, NFL Top 100, whatever you want to get into out there. It's the Plank Show right here on The Wrap. Allison Insurance brings us our number two. This is the Plank Show right here, home of Sooner fans. He's Connor Pasby. I'm John Shelmer. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're off to a great start to your work week or I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Maybe some of you are out and about uh, not working today on vacation, whatever it may be. I'm glad you've chosen us right here on the the uh, the ref, the home of Sooner fans, KREF. Just download our free app and listen to us worldwide. Many of you are probably already doing that. But hour two presented by Allison Insurance. That's AllisonInsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, so much more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. 405-745-2968. All right, let's see here. What else do we have uh, on the text line before we hear from one Mr. Jaron Kanick? Chucktown Sooner says no creed on that top 100 is a crime. Yeah. There there were five Sooners that... Made the list. Creed, uh, man, Creed, if he's not, you know, which he's not, but if he's not there, then... Next year he'll be there. Well, I mean, he's he's climbing up the ranks. He's been so good for Kansas City. If you just go down the list, Jalen Hurts, number three, Trent Williams, number 14, CD, 34, Lane Johnson, how, 41. How, how can you be an AP All-Pro and a Pro Bowler last season and, and you don't find your way into the top 100. I know. That that doesn't make any sense to me. Just no love for the big guys, huh? That's what it is. I guess not. That's what it boils down to. It's it's not a skill guy, not a defensive back. Unbelievable. Yeah. Not oh, a quarterback. Oh, you should have had three big guys in there. Trent Williams needs to be a little higher than that. He's the – dude, he's a top three player, like, if you just count all the positions, like, in the NFL. I'm good with uh, Creed Humphrey being ticked off that he wasn't on the list, though. <laughs> As a Chiefs fan, that's that's perfectly fine. He's gonna fin- he's gonna finish some more blocks this season. The uh, final count of Sooners on the list: Mark Andrews, number eighty; Lane Johnson, forty-one; C.D. Lamb, thirty-four; Trent, Trent Williams, fourteen; Jalen Hurts, number three. So uh, five of one hundred, not too bad. I think that ranks three. I was talking about earlier. They came out a list for colleges who has the most. Uh, players on that top 100 list. <laughs> Sooner Co. Wetzel, things you love to see is uh, USC losing another recruit. I did see that. That happened last night. Yes. Was, uh, it, was it to Oregon? It was to Oregon. So Is that like 
That's that's been a few now decommitments for USC. Well, Dakota Fields, by the way, the uh, individual that uh, we're talking about here, flipping the commitment from USC to Oregon. And oh, guess what? It's a uh, it's a defensive player, four star corner. Which, man, that's that. This is why, though, right? This is why USC was as adamant as they were, at least privately, what we hear about. Nah, we don't. We don't want Oregon. We don't want Washington because they they wanted to be the Western. They wanted to be the the Western outpost and the only true Western outpost, alongside, of course, UCLA, in the Big Ten. They wanted that. California advantage with uh, the cash and with the prestige of the Big Ten. And now it, it's gone. It's back to square one. And, oh, by the way, it's like immediately after the announcement of the move to the Big Ten, you get a flip from USC to Oregon. Yeah, now those West Coast guys have some other options. Oregon uh, for another team to commit to, a, t- a team that's now in the Big Ten. Frisco Sooner. No doubt drops were an issue last year, but if Oklahoma's wanting to get to where they want to go this year, Gabriel must be better on third downs and minimize his over and under throws, both of which were problems last year. And I'm sure he'd be the first one to say that. Yeah, I mean, we talk about that all the time on third downs, and it starts with your quarterback, uh, Dylan Gabriel. Those third and shorts, it's just it's a killer on possessions when you can't capitalize off that and you got to get off the field and punt the ball away. 918. USC lost another recruit. I'm starting to think recruiting to Oklahoma wasn't Tebow's problem. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a few now. And, there and will on, be, on the defensive side of the ball. And there will be alley-oops on one uh, Tebow. It's just the way it's going to be. Yep. Just the way it's going to be. Hey, uh, Jaron Kanick talking about uh, year two. How is it going for him? And here's what the rising linebacker had to say. You kind of mentioned it there. Brent's always watching us, like like every rep's important. Like we 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 take every rep like a, like a first team rep, like it's the last rep ever. So you know, having having that that in the back of our head, like you know, even if he's not watching, you know, the eye in the sky is watching. The eye in the sky don't lie. So we all take every rep and every opportunity we get and try and take advantage of that as much as we can. There you go, little Jaron Canick talking about uh, Brent Venables having him around, constantly watching. Not the worst thing. What did he have to say about Stutzman and others? Let's share it with you next as we close up hour number two. It's the Plank Show right here. The Home of Sooner fans back with you right after this. Back with you. It's the Plank Show right here. Home of Sooner fans. Hour two brought to us by Allison Insurance. Jaron Kanick meeting with the media yesterday. And, I mean, here's somebody that might be a starting linebacker for Oklahoma here in just a a short couple of weeks. So, when uh, Jaron... Canick speaks not just because of the hype coming in and oh by the way did did you know that he could have gone to Clemson but instead he came to Oklahoma because of one Brent Venables not, not just because of all of that the the talent the story I mean legitimately this is this is somebody that might be starting for Oklahoma here in uh, a very very short amount of time so what does Canick have to say well he talked about just the relationship of himself and then of course having a Danny Stutzman right uh, to his left or his right in his ear it's been great you know Danny, Danny's a- wait for it helps when uh, I do things like I don't know plug things in sorry about that Ooh. 
So, sorry, America. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about the static, uh, the noise. Man. Good morning. Okay, here was here was uh, Kanakon Stutzman. It's been great, you know. Danny, Danny's a, a leader of man. It's true for him. You know, he, he brings all, all the linebackers to to the higher standards and push everybody to, to try and do the best. You know, he's a guy that we can all look up to and learn from. And, you know, the way he goes about, it, he does everything in his life 100 miles an hour or, or as much as he can. You know, and so he's he's a great guy to, to lead the linebacker room. And, you know, make sure we're getting him doing extra reps. Make sure we're getting him watching extra films. Obviously, gigantic to have uh, Danny Stutzman there, who. Looks like he's just totally jumped into, for Danny Stutzman's part, the leadership role with this group. And it's got people asking the question, I mean, is this Danny Stutzman's defense? Well, let's hope uh, in part it's also Jaron Canick's defense because I think he's got a world of talent if he's put everything together. We'll continue to hear from Jaron Canick, who says, yes, he's starting to get it a little bit for Oklahoma. Hey, that's two hours in the books. Top five stories of the day and more camp talk coming your way next right here. It's the Plank Show.